listening to the Testudo Times Podcast, the official podcast of SB Nation's Maryland Terrapins Colossus. And welcome to this special edition of the Testudo Times Podcast. It's just me, Matt, but we are with a very special guest, volleyball coach Steve Aird, whose team is off to a 10-1 and start they started 8-0, which was their best start since 2005. Coach Aaron, thank you for joining me today. How have you been? No problem, man. Everything's going pretty well. Getting ready to uh, get on a plane tomorrow. So just cramming everything in last minute and happy to take some time and talk with you guys. It's been a really exciting season. It's your second year, I believe. And as I mentioned before, you've started out really well, 10-1. and What's been the biggest uh, success for you guys in the early going in this new season? Well, you know, I mean, there's been a few things. I think going into my first year last year, everything uh, happened really quickly. So with the team that I inherited and the players that we had, I think everything was going to be new. And from what the coaching staff was asking them to do to the, you know, the kind of the pressures and uh, the intensity of playing at this level, everything was a little bit different. So I think uh, the kids had a really good spring. Uh, They decided to stay in the summer and train, which is, you know, at this level, something that you have to do. And uh, they came into the season with a little bit more confidence. Um, you know, we, we were a better team. I mean, we're a better team than we were a year ago. I think the jury's still out on how good we are. Um, but we found ways to win matches. Um, the kids are improving every day. They're having fun playing, and there's a there's a good energy around the program right now. How good do you guys think you can be? Do you think in this tournament's coming up in Oklahoma and Big Ten play, how uh, much of a litmus test is it going to be for where you guys are and how far you have to go to challenge at the top level where you want to be? Yeah, you know, we're a few years away from from competing with teams like the teams we're going to play. But the genesis of this tournament was when I took the job, we were in the tournament with uh, Wisconsin and USC and Washington. They were all top five, top ten teams at the time. And you know, I think Maryland was in the 140s or 150s when I got here. For, for me, it's a long-term play. So uh, next year in 2016, we'll play at USC. And then in 2017, everyone's coming here to the Xfinity Center. And at that point, I'll have two recruiting classes under my belt. I think the team will be you know, competitive nationally, and I think uh, it'll be an unbelievable event for this area to see – USC and Washington come here and, and have a chance for us to play at home and, and really get some support from the fans. But going into this weekend, I mean, we're, we're, we're thin to begin with, and that's by design. I didn't uh, bring in, you know, a lot of players this year. I, I'm building for the future. I think the players we have, I'm starting for freshmen. So, you know, it's a long-term play. Um, and my, my goal this weekend is to expose them to teams that are as good as any in the country and, and try to compete and have fun and, and uh, let them see what it looks like when it's done at a really, really high level. So, you know, the wins and losses from here on out, there'll be some teams that'll kick us around and there'll be some teams we have a chance to beat. But for me, it's about are we improving and are we, are we you know, understanding the process and are we getting better every day? I remember watching the, uh, the fall introductory press conference and you said something to the same effect that you just did and your players are there and they were kind of stunned that you said it in public to the media and you said it again. What, what's the reason behind being so open about this rebuilding process and taking this team from, and a program from the ground up and starting almost completely from scratch? Yeah, I, I, part of it's honesty. I mean, a lot of, a lot of coaches, there's so much coach speak, and 
what I'm supposed to say. I don't really buy into that. It's we're, we're not as good as we need to be to compete in this conference, but I have a plan and recruiting has gone unbelievably well and the kids in the program are getting better. But, you know, people, people define success ultimately in wins and losses. And I understand we're in that business, but you know, I would be doing things a heck of a lot differently if I had to win last year and it was, you know, the administration and the fan base and people weren't giving me the time to do it the right way. I'm, I'm trying to turn this into a program that's consistently a top 25 program. And so I'm, I'm very publicly anti shortcuts and anti um, trying to do anything too quick and do it the wrong way. I mean, I'm going to build through the draft and I'm going to make sure I get good players and, and, um, you know, at the end of the day, if you recruit really, really good players and they buy into my vision for this, we're going to get better. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get affected. I don't think when I was winning championships at Penn State, I was a great coach, and all of a sudden I'm not. And I think, you know, I think the bottom line is there's a way to do things and a way to win. So I'm going to try to present that to the kids we have and, and keep working on recruiting players who understand what I'm after. And incrementally every year we're going to be getting better. So let's get to some of the recruiting. You've been recruiting really well, not just in this region, but especially in this region. Uh, can you give uh, the, uh, the listeners and readers of Testudo Times an idea of some of the recruits you're bringing in and how excited that's making you to see these quality athletes coming to a program that is, as you've said, rebuilding and building for something pretty special in the future? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what the what the rule is in terms of who I can talk about. Well, I know that I can't committed. really give. Well, who you've we'll had committed? Who you had committed to the program? I think. Well, we have 10 players come. I can tell you we have 10 players committed to the program between now and 2018. I can tell you that uh, we have some of the top players in the DMV that are committed, and that's been a really cool, cool thing. Um, you know, I know that some names have been leaked, and we've got kids that are, you know, we've got kids that have been ranked really high, and the classes are going to be ranked really high. But what they are, I think, are all players who had opportunities to go to, you know, a, a variety of the top schools in the country who ended up coming to Maryland. Uh, or are en route to Maryland, and I think we've done a good job of getting them all on the same page. Uh, you know, the bottom line is the pitch to recruit isn't hard. It's you're coming to one of the top schools in the country in an unbelievable area to live. You know, when when it comes to you know being between Baltimore and D.C. and all of the things this region has to offer. Um, you know, the athletic department, the move into the Big Ten for me is to get to compete against the best teams in the country. And you get to be the person and the people who build a program and, and kind of put your flag in the ground. And for me, the right kind of kid is bought into that. And the right kind of kid who said, hey, it's an unbelievable opportunity and we can be part of building something special. And that's that's been the chain reaction. It's been we we've had kids commit to play here who – uh, you know, to be blunt, have been have been offered scholarships by the the best programs in the country, and have made a decision to come and play here. So that's the exciting part of it. And I think uh, each year the the talent and the classes continue to improve, and that's that that's going to bode really well for us in the future. Does it help to have you know the DMV to UMD movement going on so successfully in football and basketball? And I don't know how much they pay attention, but does it help to have that to kind of base your recruiting off of, for especially for kids in this area? Yeah, and I think I think they do pad. The kids are really smart. I mean, the best recruiters that kids now aren't coaches; it's other players, and it's it's the people who have a great experience and they connect and they and they say to other players on the road, "Listen, you got you got to check it out." You know, our our ability to have people kind of our ability to close, so to speak. If a kid has come to campus and they've seen what it's like on campus and they see the support and they meet the people. Um, you know, a lot of these kids are really proud to be part of, uh, you know, kind of the flagship school, and they want to represent their state and their area. 
And I think, you know, it's happening in, in football, it's happening in basketball. And for us, it was kind of a natural progression. And I'm still learning the region. I mean, I've only been here 18 months or so. But, you know, I understand that people are really proud and they they, they want to see Maryland kids do well. And my intention is to try to get the best players in the region to come to Maryland every year. Uh, can we talk about a little bit about some of the, the freshmen that have played really well for you? You said you're going to start four of them in this upcoming tournament. How, uh, talk about some of their successes and how they're growing and how important it is to get freshmen involved immediately, especially with the plan that you have put in place. Well, when the program, I think, gets a little bit better, I think we, you know, for the next couple of years, we're going to rely really heavily on freshmen. And part of it is because they're very skilled, and part part of it is because I don't care who plays. I want the best players in the program to play. So for me, there's, you know, if you're our best passer, you're going to pass balls. If you're our best hitter, we're going to set you. Um... I think that the number of players, you know, the number of players that we have that are young this year speaks to us being a little bit thin. Um, and, 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 you know, their ability to come in and play right away has been, has been great and really important for our early success. I mean, they don't have the luxury of coming in and really spending a lot of time to learn the system and, um, you know, you have this easy pathway into playing. I mean, especially going into this weekend, all four of them are going to realize there's a whole different world out there. And even though they've had some success early and they've done well in their prep careers, you know, they have to go through some, uh, some matches where it's incredibly hard to score and the other team is really, really good. And I'll be able to say to them, Hey, listen, this is why, this is what I brought you here for. You know, you've got to get to the point where you can compete in these matches and, and end up winning these matches. And that's why you work so hard the rest of the year to get the opportunity to play. Are there any players you want to mention specifically? Uh, I mean, all four of the freshmen have done well. I think, you know, Abby Bentz is a kid from Pennsylvania who um, can kind of do all, you know, all of the above. So she's come in. I've asked her to, you know, pass balls, set balls, dig balls. You know, she's got a great serve. Um, And uh, we'll find out real soon if uh, if the level is the level she can kind of sustain how she's been playing. Liz Twilley has been, you know, all tournament the last, you know, the last couple tournaments. She was a player of the year in Maryland and she she's a good player. She's a long way away from being a great player. And so much of that will be her ability to develop and, and get stronger. But she's fearless and she's she's had a really good run at it so far. Um, you know, Angel Gaskin is a kid who came in early and I think, uh, you know her contributions. You know she's she's been battling some injuries, um, but her contributions out of the gate have been uh, have been pretty good, and especially off the court. Uh, you know she's a she's an incredible kid, and uh, she's done a great job with recruits, and um, you know having the ability to get around people uh, and, and get them interested in our program, which I think has been has been pretty good. You know they've they've just done a really good job. Um, of of coming in and not being afraid to compete, which I which I think is really really hard. And then lastly, Kelsey Wazinski is a kid. You know, her sister was an All-American at Michigan State. Um, her mom played college volleyball. Dad's a football coach, and the kid's tough and skilled and played for one of the best club teams in the country. So she's come in and made contributions out of the gate that that I expected her to do. I mean, she's just a really good player and a tough kid. So those four have added a lot to our uh, early success. You've made a, a little system change, and can you explain, just for all of us, because we don't know volleyball, obviously, as well as you do, can you explain why you've made that change and what, in essence, and why you've done it? Is it more of an ideal way of playing, even if the personnel you have doesn't necessarily fit the system you're trying to use now? Well, I think what, what you've got to realize about the, the nature of the rules right now is I'm allowed 15 substitutions a game. 
which means I can put someone in and take someone out, and I can do that 15 times at various positions. So what you try to do is have the kids who are more physical spend more time in the front row and get the kids who handle the ball better in the back row. And traditionally, you know, you have one setter, and that setter plays all the way around. But with the, with the number of substitutions that are available, what you can do is kind of take a setter out in the front row and put one in in the back row and replace the kid in the front row with a bigger, taller, more physical kid. So most of the teams in the country um, that are having a lot of success are, are doing so in this system is what they call a 6-2, which just means you've got two setters. Now, if you've got an unbelievable setter and she's the best player on your team, and, you know, there are schools who run that, like Wisconsin and, uh, you know, and various other teams who have really, really good players at that position, then, you know, you let your kid go. And, you know, I did that at Penn State when I was there with Coach Rose and Micah, who was, the you know, one of the best players that we've had in the history of that program. So we, we let her run the show and go all the way around. But with us, we're – you know, we're, we're deficient in some stuff with skill. We're deficient in some stuff with size. And so, uh, you know, I'm still trying to battle to find our best lineup and uh, what gives us the best chance to win matches. So we're flicking back and forth between some things. And then obviously you have injuries that come into play. And that, that you know, is a coach's nightmare because you can have a lineup on paper, but it's, a, you know, the best ability is availability, right? So if we don't have players, it's really hard to play them. You guys are opening up Big Ten play at home next week, uh, and you want, obviously, people to come out and see you. What, if you're, somebody is making their first trip to Xfinity Center to watch volleyball play, what do you want them to notice, and what do you want them to take away, even if you guys get hammered by a really good team? Yeah, and the the probability of us getting hammered by Illinois is high. I mean, I think they're a Final Four team. I think that they've got uh, a lot of experience, and they've got some really, you know, they had the number one recruiting class in the country last year come in. That being said, when you get to the event, uh, especially if you're a family or a volleyball enthusiast, one, it's it's easy to get to. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Um, you know, we have DJ Chris Styles show up from Sirius XM, and he's a buddy who went to school at the math. He does football and basketball, and we have, um, you know, kind of a new student section thing where we've got, you know, we're feeding people, and it, it just turns into – kind of like a giant dance club that just happens to have volleyball. I mean, it's an it's an unbelievable event, and people have a great time at it. With my team, what you're going to see is, um, you know, a much, much vastly improved team from last year. The system's better. Uh, you know, it looks organized. The kids are competing hard. And because we're coming off a weekend playing USC's in Washington, they're, they're going to be fearless. We're going to play hard. And I want people to uh, to show up, have a good time, watch us play. Uh, and then realize we're young, understand that the, the pipeline, recruiting pipeline is great, and this thing is going to build. It's going to snowball over the next few years where it's going to be more and more fun as we continue to get better. So it'll be a really good night. I think there's going to be thousands of people there. Um, you know, I know our administration is always trying to plan on how to get people in and concessions and uh, stuff because we finished last year 25th in the country in attendance, and we, uh, you know, we've gotten a lot better. So I think the regional support us. I think people have been awesome about getting behind our, our program, and it's going to be a really fun night regardless. What's the final thing you want all of the people here at the Testudo Times to take away from your team, and what do you want them to think of? When they think about Maryland volleyball, what's the essence of what you want them to think about? that when we came here as a staff, we realized that it's the potential here is limitless and we are going to turn this thing into a national contender. 
uh, a program that's going to be really fun to be around over the next three to five years. Um, and in the conference that we plan, especially for people who have been around the ACC for a very long time, the, the ACC has good volleyball. There's no question about it. But the Big Ten is just a whole different animal with national TV and crowds in the five and six thousands and ten thousand in Nebraska. It's, it really is. Um, in a lot of ways, the signature uh, female sport in the Big Ten. And my responsibility is to try to get it to the point where the conference is proud of what we've done and, and, and the region's proud of what we've done. And so I think it's uh, it's a sleeping giant in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways we're really, really close to, to blowing the lid off of it. And Well, I just want people to come out and get a feel for it, get to know the kids, get to know the staff, because it's going to be a really exciting thing for the region over the next few day, a few years, and I think it's a really exciting thing for the school. It's a, it's a great sport. It's a fast sport. The kids are really good kids. They work their butt off, and um, it, it's a really good environment to uh, to hang out for a few hours on a Friday night. Thank you very much, Coach Aaron. Hopefully the team can get some wins. Hopefully they can improve some in this upcoming tournament, and hopefully everybody can come out, I believe, uh, next Friday night. Uh, you're playing Illinois, correct? That's right. Yeah, next Friday night on national TV, the Big Ten Network. It's the Big Ten home opener, and uh, I'd like to put on a show, so it'll be fun. I'd like to put on a show, and we hopefully you can go see the show live at Xfinity Center or watch it on BTN and support the team. Thank you very much, Coach Aaron, for your time. And no problem, man. I appreciate you taking the time. And we will be definitely covering volleyball more here on Test Two Times. Thank you for listening to this special episode, and we will see you again real soon. And, of course, go Terps.